morning, love. It's going to be a great day and a great week. I'm your host, Arielle Chanel, and I'm so glad to be back with another episode. You know I say it all the time. This is my favorite time of the week, just hanging out with you all. And as you can see, I have a guest today. I have Tiffany Sawyer Brimage, also known as Tiffany Hallelujah, if you are hip and you know CMLG, you know, so hey, get hip if you're not, but you'll find out more. You'll learn more about her as we go on and you'll be hearing a lot from Tiffany. I promised that I was going to be showing love to people this month since it is the love month and she is going to be our first guest. But before we get there, you know how we start on the show. We start with gratitude and what we are grateful for. And I have to say, because I want to keep everything in line with the episode, I am thankful for women like Tiffany who are showing how it doesn't matter what society says about women and what women should be and what queens should be. We are all queens and we all have our own journey that we walk down and the things that make us beautiful, not just on the inside, but on the outside as well. And so I'm grateful for women that are pioneering across the board, whether it be those that came before us or those that are doing the work now. So that is what I am grateful for. And I am grateful for my friend and sister, Tiffany, who is one of those. So with that being said, I want to introduce you all to Tiffany. We met some great years ago at this point. When I moved back to Boston from college, I was a part of a gospel choir and we met each other there and it everything just kind of took off. So I'm going to give her a moment to introduce herself a little bit more the way she would like to because i always feel it's best that people tell themselves about you from their own words so tiffany the floor is yours uh i first wanted to say thank you for having me for anybody who don't know me my name is tiffany sb aka mrs hallelujah yes i say it like that all the time and on purpose because i just believe in energy i believe in how you start your week matters and so i try to give energy every time i do anything um what is there to know about me i'm an activist i'm a follower of the most high god i believe in jesus christ yes i said it i am the author of the pick up your crown um devotional and workbook um and i'm pretty sure any other things that you want to know we are going to get in during this conversation thank you so much for having me i'm like really excited for this Yes, yes. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you are on. So I want to first just talk a little bit. You said you're an activist and I know that that is the heart of the work that you do. Like a lot of things that you do stems around justice and justice, I believe, is something that at times it might seem like it's now become like a trend or cliche, but for true activists, like, it's it is it's more than just a pretty little thing that you pick up and put down when the cameras are on. So I want you to just talk with us a little bit about your life as an activist and the things that you do. Whew. So 
Um, you're right. Like, I do believe that justice and fighting for equity has become this thing that people think is trendy and they pick up and put down. But any real activists know that it is hard doing the work that we do. Often you hear activists in activist circles, they say that this is a, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Because there's so many of us doing so much work in this field that sometimes, one, we're forgotten about two um we're ignored or belittled or three we burn out because we have to run so fast thinking it's a sprint when it really is a marathon and that's literally the story of me as an activist i um i started activism a long time ago when i was actually in college i started a black student union on a predominantly white christian college yes y'all i started a black student union on a predominantly white christian college and it was not easy it was not easy that was one of the hardest years of my life i lost so many people who i met who mentored me who i thought were my friends who i thought loved me i lost so many people doing this work and you know what all they did was make me do this work even more it didn't stop me because i don't let things stop me it actually gave me the fuel to keep going and so i've been doing this work i've led protests i've led rallies i have been in um I have been in meetings with the chief of staff to the mayor, with the mayor, with the chief of police. Like this is the work that you do when you talk about being an activist. An activist's job is not easy. And so many people wanna say, oh, I'm in the justice and I do activism, but let's be real. How, what, what fruit are you producing? Right, like people in Quincy know who I am because I, I don't just say, oh, I'm an activist. I actually be out here doing this work. I'm actually doing this work right now with a family in Quincy whose son is currently incarcerated, wrongfully incarcerated, right? Mass incarceration is real and we have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I want to, um, staying there since you did talk about starting this Black Student Union and how justice really, like, got the fire going for you when you were in college at this Christian college. I want to talk about that a little bit because sometimes being a Christian and justice seems so like opposite, like it's oil and water. But what's your take on justice and being a Christian? Listen, I'm so happy you asked this question. I'm so passionate about this question because you're right. So many people will make it seem like Christians are not supposed to do social justice. Like, but then in the same breath, they say God is a God of justice. If our God is a just God, that means he is the, the a God of justice. And the Bible tells us to speak up for those who are oppressed. Take up the cause for those who are oppressed. Fight for those who are oppressed. Fight their cause. Literally, this is what the Bible says. And if you look at what Jesus did throughout his life, all he did was fight for those who were oppressed. All he did was go after the marginalized. All he did was go after the people that the religious leaders, yes, I said it, the religious leaders were like, oh, they're nothing. You shouldn't be talking to them. It's the Sabbath. It's this, it's that. And God said, you know what? I'm healing that woman. You know what? I'm healing that man. You know what? Yes, it's the Sabbath, but still justice can roll like a river. And I'm going to do justice even in the midst of it all. The the Bible in Matthew says, what you do to the least of these, you have done unto me. Faith and justice are not oil and water. They, They are the epitome of what God's ministry was. And we're all called to do it. 
I agree. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if the as the host, if I'm supposed to be like, I agree, but I agree. <laughs> I and I that. feel like so many times, like when you go to these Christian institutions, because what I will not say is that my Christian institution was woke and ready for the conversation because they weren't. I'll just be real. They weren't. However, the conversation still must go forth because the Bible says it has to. The Bible says for us to seek justice seek what is right and what is right is justice not injustice right and so we're called to this and it's it's a struggle i'm not sitting here telling you it's easy but as christians we're the ones called to the front lines and you know what group of people aren't at the front lines christians that's real i'm like ooh, we just started and i'm already like my job <laughs> Might drop like it's it's very true we're the ones who are supposed to be right there leading the cause like you said that's the things that jesus said like okay and you say lord like when when did i ever see you like when did you like okay if you saw those who were out and hungry if you were with those who needed clothing if you were with like all these people who were sick and you did for them you did for me like to me so i don't know i don't know what I don't know what kind of Lord we're looking for to come back, but he outlines it pretty clear. (laughs) Outlines it pretty clear. And what we want to not get caught up. Okay. Holy Spirit. What we want to not get caught up with is being like the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the teachers of the law, because let's get this straight. Now they were the ones who stoned him. They were the ones who crucified him. They were the ones who did that crucify one week. They would say, Hosanna, Hosanna. And then the following week, Crucify, crucify. Wasn't even seven days. Crucify, crucify. We have to get this right. Ooh, we got to get it right. Right, You got me on fire. We just started. (laughs) We just, we just started. All right. So I'll backtrack a little bit. We'll, We'll back up. We'll back up just a little bit. And I want you to explain to the people so they can really get to know you. I would say explain five things that you love like just five things that you are like yes this is what i love okay i'm ready number one i love god you should have known that was coming number two i love my husband frederick hallelujah you should have known that was coming number three i love working with women and helping them heal Number four, I love being an activist and fighting for equity for our people. And number five, I just love being me, a black queen, period. Yeah. So I love it. So since we're talking about the things you love, let's get into those a little bit more. And let's go to the love of your life, Mr. Okay. Frederick. I don't know my ring, but <laughs> it's okay. It's, I won't tell him. I won't, unless he listens to this, then, then you told him. So it's all right. Yes, y'all. I'm married. I'm married. Just know. Um, Frederick, hallelujah. Woo. Y'all see? See, I'm getting hot. I'm just kidding. Um, I love my husband. Me and Frederick, hallelujah, we're best friends. We were really close friends up until December 2021. Um, I would even say January 2022. And our lives shifted dramatically. And I'm pretty sure we'll get into talking more about the shift and why in a minute. But my our lives both um, shifted dramatically. And 
it's funny because you could be seeing someone every single day and never realize that that's the, the one for you until God, until God says, look over. And I remember looking at him. Mm-mm-mm. I remember telling him, I was like, you are a good man. You are a good man. You take care of me. You treasure me. You treat me like royalty. And we weren't even dating. And we weren't even dating. And I had to tell God, I said, God, there is something that I'm feeling inside. And it was called safety safety and security. And I said, God, only my husband should make me feel this way. And then he basically said, that's because that's your husband. So me and Frederick, hallelujah, that's my baby. Uh, shout out to my booba. But we have been going strong for 11 months. The crazy thing is this month on the 27th, we will be one year. We would have been married for a full year. And let me tell you, we've gone through more things in our one year of marriage than most couples go through their whole entire marriage. Whew. But that's my baby, and we building an empire. That's all I'm saying. So don't sleep on us, because when you try to figure out where Tiffany is, where Frederick is, you know we're building this empire. Yes. Okay. Yes. I love it. I love it. I I wanna I wanna stay there for just a little bit, just so people could see this timeline and see, like, because you said you said it was with December 2021 that you looked and said, wait a minute, it sounds a little different. And then it was official January, right? It was actually, the funny thing is it was official on, I think it was February the 7th is when me and Frederick both were like, I heard God, I believe God, I'm trusting God and you're my husband and you're my wife. And yes, y'all, we did. We we got married two or three weeks later. Yep. Wow. Because here's the thing. When God reveals to you who your spouse is and he says, there's a sense of urgency around this bond, you move. When you hear God's voice, you move. There was a there was something so what I love about Frederick is like he didn't hesitate. When God said that I was his wife, he said, well, will you marry me? Well, actually, let me tell you, he did like this. He said, <laughs> we were sitting down. He was like, so God told me I was getting married in 2022. I said, well, God told me I was getting married in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes, well, will you marry me? And I was like, mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. We got married right after. Um now i do want to put this out here for a second i will say this if god does not tell you to move the way we move don't be us everybody can't be like us our marriage works because it was god ordained and if you only understood what we were going through you would understand why god was like you two do it um it's not for everybody i just want to name that it is not for everybody. So don't listen to my story with my man and think that you and your man need to do it. You can't because you're not Tiffany and Frederick. Hallelujah. You got your your story is not our story. Unless God tells you to, then you move. But let me see, girl. I'm so happy we moved. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yes. And I agree with that disclaimer 100%. If you, if God don't say go, please stay seated. Don't yep. do what, what they did. But as you said, it's because of the shift and the things that were going on and the urgency around everything that was happening in your lives at the moment. And so since that is what was going on, let's talk about that a little bit right here. We can talk about this time and the shifting and everything that was going on. What was 2021 for you, Tiffany? Tell the people. Y'all gonna be like, why she smiling once I tell y'all? But um, it was hard. It was hard. 2021, um, and it's gonna be really explicit. I don't mind sharing my testimony. I don't mind telling y'all what's up. Um, long story short, I had started bleeding. I was bleeding for three months straight. Um, I remember calling one of my friends and I said, I didn't tell you guys this because I thought it was normal, but it's not normal. Went to the hospital. Um, they were like, oh, you need to go see the OBGYN. The OBGYN did not follow up with me. Mind you, I went to go see them in March. The OBGYN didn't follow up with me until July. I tried calling them from March to July, nothing. Finally, they get back in touch with me. And they're like, oh, we have a referral for you. You need to be seen. Uh, we're going to book for you to be seen in November. Uh, mind you, I was bleeding every single day all the way until November. Um, on October 21st, and I'll never forget that date either. On October 21st of 2021, um, I remember like, you know, changing my clothes, being fresh, sitting for a 45 minute meeting. I got up, there was blood all over the chair, blood all over the floor, blood all I ran to the bathroom, there's blood everywhere. I'm just leaking out. Um, to the point where I had to go to be rushed to the emergency room. Let me tell you something that Frederick did in the midst of this. There's blood all over the house. Like, I remember wow. screaming. I thought I was dying. And, you know, by the time we were leaving to go to the hospital, Frederick had cleaned up everything. You would not even know it had happened. I was like, huh? Wow. So I'm just going to throw that out there, but we'll come back to that. So fast forward, go to the emergency room. They said, oh, just see your OBGYN next week. <laughs> So I go see the, yeah, medical racism exists in my yeah. story. It's full of medical racism because yeah, if I was somebody else, but we won't go there right now. So I go to the doctor and the doctor tells me, she says, you have endometrial polyps in your endometrium. What we want to do is we want to go in and take them out. Then we want to scrape the uterus lining. I was like, okay, uh, how bad of a surgery is this? Because I was confused. And she was like, it's a minor surgery. Not a big deal. You'll recover from it in two days. I said, are you sure we're going to recover from two days? Because I have a big thing for my job on this particular day that I can't miss. She was like, I promise you're going to recover. Don't worry. December 14th, I go into the surgery. Everything goes as planned from what I understand. Well, I bled for two more weeks. I was in excruciating pain, blood clots with the size of my fist. I'm calling the hospital, every, the doctor every day, do something, something's wrong, something's wrong, nothing. I'm like, prescribe something, I'm bleeding out. You have to fix this, nothing. I was bleeding worse then than I was before. Fast forward, December the 26th, 2021, I get a call from the OBGYN, mind you, I said December 26th, so that's the day after Christmas. 
I was like, why is she working right now? Mm-hmm. Um, she calls me and she says, Tiffany, we got the results back from your biopsy. I was like, my biopsy? I didn't even realize that they took a biopsy, nor did I realize that they were sending the endometrial polyps to the to get tested. None of that was explained to me. And for the first time, I'm like, okay, and what happened? She goes, they came back cancerous. So I was diagnosed with endometrial cancer on the 26th. Um, let me backtrack a little bit on how Frederick comes into this. Me and Frederick spent Christmas like in the house together. Um, because we were just friends, so it wasn't a big deal. Um and he was helping take care of me from December 14th from the first surgery all the way up until this date. Then I get a cancer diagnosis and he literally took care of me ever since. I found out I have cancer. Then a week after I get COVID. Then a week after that, his mom gets rushed to the emergency room. And literally it was the scariest thing. We both were just like, wait, what? What is happening? And then uh, by the end of that week, I get rushed to the emergency room. His mom's upstairs fighting for her life. I'm downstairs fighting for my life because I had lost so much blood. I needed blood transfusion. Um, the doctor literally said to me, like, how are you alive? How can you walk? How come you're not dizzy? And let me tell you, ooh, oh God. It, it could have been nothing but God that kept me because somebody else could have died. But God kept me. God kept me. And... Um, when you go through some things like this, it's the people that are around you. It's the people that are around you that really start to, you start to recognize things a lot different. And the way that Frederick took care of me, I had never been taken care of like that I did in my life. Frederick knew that at that moment, we didn't even know if I would be able to have kids. We knew nothing. Like, it was crazy. And he still was like, we still were just, got really, really close. And we just looked at each other completely different. There's something about being, almost losing someone that wakes you up. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. So I don't know how much more of that, if you want me to finish no, this. You can, you, can, uh, you can keep going if you like. Yeah, this is. So basically, after January, his mom didn't end up getting better and then all of a sudden she did it um on february 15th she passed away um and on i think it was like february 9th i had i went in for another surgery because they still had not stopped the bleeding um but this surgery they stopped the bleeding but i almost forgot to tell you so also the same week his mom went to the hospital the first time i started uh, my eyes started flickering. And so what happened was I started to develop a functional neurological disorder where I have non-epileptic seizures because of the amount of stress and trauma I've endured in my life. But what really tipped me over was this cancer diagnosis. So in February, while we're falling in love with each other, I'm fighting for my life. I'm having seizures every day. And yet somehow he still was able to see me. Wow. Wow. Yeah, somehow he was able to still see Tiff. 
I I don't even try not to cry about it, but I don't even understand. I never even thought about that just until just now. But somehow in the midst of losing his mom, losing like me being diagnosed with cancer, me seizing every day, he still was able to see me and fall in love with me. Oh, Frederick Holland, yeah. That's not me. <laughs> Man, it's Ooh, like, and you said it already, with all of that, you would think that people would give up and give up hope and be like, all right, that's it. That's the end. And, and we know this to be true because studies show it's all about your your mindset and the way you think that gets you through, that gets you um, over hurdles because there are people who are diagnosed with less that are taken out like that because their minds can't recover but as you just shared you are still smiling you still are talking about your boo thing and how much you love him and you know there will be something like how can you even think about a boo like how can you think about getting married how can you think about all these different things when this is all the stuff you're going through but share a little bit about the hope that um, you had during this time literally y'all it was the hardest thing I ever felt dealt with in my whole entire life and I'm still dealing with this right now um, but I believe in Jehovah Rapha which means the God that heals and there is something about knowing God for yourself that even in the midst of everything that you have going on you can still have some type of hope there is something about knowing Emmanuel, which means the God that is with us. Because, see, for me, he had already been there for me time after time after time. And when I lost hope, my husband did not. He pushed me in ways in 2022. He pushed me in ways that I had never been pushed before, which is literally the reason why this book even exists. This whole brand of Pick Up Your Crown would not exist if my husband did not push me even when I wanted to give up. I'm not sitting here smiling, making it seem like it's easy. Can't say no joke. And the mental, ooh, what you go through here, especially when it's about babies, what you go through here, and put seizures on top of that what you go through here but God when you know God he could have let me die I didn't even tell you guys the part when I was at one hospital and I needed to be transferred to another hospital they put the blood transfusion in my arm right I'm having a blood transfusion they put me in the ambulance to rush me to another hospital my blood sugar starts my blood pressure starts to drop I'm seasoned I'm hyperventilating I literally almost died and literally the lady was like she kept beating on the, the um the front of the ambulance and she said turn the sirens on turn the sirens on and the lady goes we're 27 minutes away do you think we will make it and she said we have no choice so 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 what I was going through and and even in that moment you want to know what kept ringing in my mind Frederick has this song called hide me and it just says hide me under the shadows of thy wings so I may see your glory hide me hide me under the shadows of your wings and all I kept hearing was Frederick's voice singing hide me 
hide me under the shadows of thy wings. And something about being sheltered and and being wrapped around, having God wrapped around you, there's something about it. When you are laying there, everything came to my mind. My mind was going crazy like this. But all I kept hearing was, hide me under the shadows of thy wings. And then somehow we were at the emergency room. So where did this hope come from? God. And when you have a spouse that pushes you, Sometimes you can't do it on your own. You need that friend. You need that spouse. And God sent me my spouse right on time because I don't know if I would be the person I am today if he had not been there. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Ooh. Tiffany, I'm telling you, your story, like, <laughs> this podcast is not long enough to contain all of your story but that's okay because you got a conference coming up you have a book that is out um and i want to talk about those in a minute but before we get there in the midst of everything god has done amazing things so in the midst of of it all we already talked about how you got married in the midst of it and i was blessed to be at your wedding and to be there and and witness all of it and how God just really orchestrated that and put that together and and amazing amazing but also on top of that you became Dr. Tiffany during that time let's talk about that a little bit before we move on and talk about the book and the conference so you are now Dr. Tiffany can you just share share with the people a little bit about your journey of becoming Dr. Tiffany. Yeah, so basically uh, in the midst of everything that me and Frederick went through in 2022, there was a school who were looking for people, young people who were doing the work of the Lord, right? Who was really trying to walk in their callings, doing um, community development, community engagement work, really living out what, what it means to do for the least of these. And um, a couple of our friends, um, Tasia B and Jordan Spencer, um, their family nominated us, me and Frederick Hallelujah, to receive an honorary doctorate in Christian leadership because of the music we produce, because of the activism we do, because of the community development that I do, and just because... I was gonna say just because it's me uh, yeah, but it really it. does have something to do with that because everybody didn't get one but for some reason when God is, when God says it's, it's your time I was going through it all and got a phone call saying we're giving you an honorary doctorate. This is something that I dreamed about and did not think I would get until I was like 50, 60, 70 years old. But God said, what is for you is going to come quickly in this season. Ooh. And I just believe that because I stayed steadfast, I could have gave up last year, y'all. And I wanted to. I did. But God, and because I pressed, God has been opening the the floodgates and the honorary doctor and it's just one piece of what he's doing wow. I, it's like 
it still amazes me like when i'm like yes like like you said we think that it takes forever for these things to happen and we think that especially for me i know sometimes when you're walking the christian journey if you are a christian um because i know we have many different listeners to this to this podcast but i'm never shy about saying that i'm a believer so you know if you listen to the podcast you know that already and for me as a believer sometimes it's like man lord things just have you thinking it's gonna take until you are about 80 years old for it to happen for you and to see like no when god has a promise over your life like when he's ready to do it when it is it's time it's going to happen no matter if you're five or if you're 55 so i thank you for sharing that because i know it's going to encourage some people who listen to this because i believe there are people out there who have had that desire in their heart that they want to have a doctorate whether it be honorary whether it be they actually are like you know i want to be in the classroom i want to do all these different things like whatever it is that sometimes they think oh that's not gonna happen for me that's not gonna happen right now but if god has something for you it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen and so i thank you for sharing that and reminding people and letting them know like no what's for you is for you and it will happen God's timing is the best timing. Literally, like, even my best friend, Sadira, she just got her PhD in green chemistry. Like, she went through the whole schooling. And she was, she never left my side. She was with me every single day, almost in 2022. And because she stayed steadfast, she was able to get her PhD. Listen, anything you put your mind to, if it's for you because it's God-ordained, it too, it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. And anything that you put your mind to, stay steadfast, which basically means keep going, press, push, push, and press. Because it's in your push and in your obedience that the things of God can come right now. Yes. 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 <laughs> so we're going to keep going right there. And that in your obedience and in your push, that things rain down. And in that obedience and that push, you wrote a book. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes. This is my book, guys. So basically, let me tell you real quick how this happened. One day in the beginning, like it was probably in February when this happened, maybe March. My husband comes up to me. He says, Tiff, you should write a book. Did y'all just hear what I told you I was going through? And he come to me and say, Tiff, you should write a book. I said, no, I ain't doing that. What I want to write a book for? And then, <laughs> babe, you should write a book. I said, baby, why? He said, because there's other Tiffany's out there that need this book. So one day I was driving on the highway. I want to phone my girl, Sadira. Shout out to Sadira. Um, and... I am talking to Sadira on the phone and I'm driving to Big Frederick up and the Holy Spirit said, whoosh. And this book was came out of it. Let me tell you, get you a Sadira. If you don't have a best friend, you need to get you one. Get you a Sadira. Cause let me tell you something. I literally just started talking. I was just like, Sadira, you got a paper? Write this down. And I was just like, stage one, stage two, stage three. This one, blah, 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 blah. I just was going out, going off, going off. She typed that whole thing sent to me. And then you know what God did? Over the next seven days, he had me expand with each one. And guess what? This book 
is a seven-stage devotional for women working towards being healed. I wrote it in seven days. And what you probably don't even know yet, just to give y'all a quick sneak peek, I don't have the book beside me right now, but the workbook that goes towards this book is out. I just got my copy from hell days ago. So if you want to go even deeper with this devotional, the workbook has journal journal space, it has coloring space, it has activities for each stage because I really want women to be healed. Wow. I really do. And cool thing is my husband's working on the men's version. Let's go. Nice. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so excited. And I'm like honored that you even shared that on the podcast and letting people know that it is out the workbook is out oh oh my goodness like I'm so excited to the point where I'm going to let all my listeners know if you would like a copy of it message me on all platforms at Ariel Chanel and I will be picking one person to give a copy of the devotional and the workbook to so you get in contact with me and I'm going to bless someone. I'm going to get with Tiffany and get it from her to make sure that somebody is blessed with that. You can also email me hello at arielchanel.com. If you listen on Anchor, you can leave me a reply, a message on Anchor. You can leave a reply on Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to, because I truly believe just like Tiffany said, that there are Tiffany's out there. There's somebody out there that needs this. And I want to make sure that whatever way I could be a blessing and help make sure that that Tiffany gets it, that I'd be an avenue for that. So if you are listening to this episode, or even if you know somebody and you want to put in for somebody else because you want them to have the opportunity to get a chance to get it, do that. All right. So that's just a little bit throwing that out there. And on top of this book and this workbook, it still expanded. There was still more that God gave you and he gave you the Pick Up Your Crown Conference. That's what this logo is behind me right now. It says the Pick Up Your Crown Conference, which is the backdrop that we're going to use at the conference. Y'all, this conference is about to be glitty. Yes, that means lit for God. It's about to be glit, y'all. It is on April the 28th through April 30th here in Quincy, Massachusetts. You can get tickets for this event on Eventbrite right now. Let me tell you something. Seating is limited. You want to get these seat, your seats now. It's $15 for the whole weekend. There's going to be three sessions of workshops on Saturday. There's going to be 10 vendors in the house. There's going to be two times that you're going to eat and that's paid for in, included in your tickets. We're going to give you a bag. We're going to give you, if you get the VIP tickets, which is $35, it'll also include one of my books. So say you have the devotional, but you don't have the workbook. Well, it would include the workbook. Say you don't have neither, it will include whatever one you want. <laughs> and I'll have copies for people to purchase day of. It also will include a um, conference t-shirt. So you want to get these tickets, y'all. It is going to be amazing. The theme is healing is your portion. Listen, 
Anyone can heal. Not just me, but you can heal too. You got my girl Prophet and Chantel P. Walls that's going to bring down the house on Friday night. And then I'm going to wrap it up on Saturday and Sunday. Yes, you heard right. Your girl Tiffany S.B. is definitely going to bring the word because I believe that God is trying to heal some people. So if you want to be healed that's the place to be and let me tell you something god doesn't just want to heal people physically because sometimes when we talk about healing it's only in one way god said i came to heal you physically emotionally mentally and spiritually y'all got that church hurt come and get healed from that something's going on with your mental come on in we're gonna have therapists there we're gonna have counselors let's go and get this healing because yes what i'm not saying is that mental health does not matter actually my girl Tasia d is doing a workshop on mental health and how much it matters this is where you want to be i'm just saying dope 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 stuff i am i'm so excited but again how dope you are tiffany like just just ending this and wrapping this up you've always been somebody who has just your smile has always been super bright you've always been a very positive light somebody who is just a joy to be around and to find out more about you and your story and everything that you've been through it just makes what we see be like 10 times more radiant and glow because you just walk with something that is an inspiration to others, to others like myself and I know to others around. So I want to just bless you and let you know that I believe that this conference, I believe that this year, everything, like you thought the doctorate was one thing, no, where God is taking you, it's about to be amazing because your story is for nations. Your story is not just for Quincy. Your story is not just for Massachusetts. Your story is for the nations. And what God is going to do through your story is really going to transform lives. So I'm so glad to be able to call you my friend and be able to have you here today. And before we go, um, just let the people know one more time where they can find you, where they can um, connect with you, all those different things. Okay, I got you. Sorry, y'all. I, I get teary <laughs> So if So if you're on Facebook, you can find me at Tiffany Sawyer Bremich or at Mrs. Hallelujah. You can find me there on Instagram, Tiffany SB Official. Tiffany SB Official on Instagram. On YouTube, www.youtube.com slash at Tiffany SB. Y'all go subscribe to my YouTube channel because right now I just been praying and telling you what God is saying. But we're going to talk more about medical racism on there, but I'm going to hold on to that one. Um, and if you say, you know what? I don't understand none of that. Tiff, where can I find your book? How can I buy it? You got merch. Where do I get it? TiffanySB.org. TiffanySB.org. You can find all about me. My music is there. The event break for the conference is there. My t-shirts are there. Everything. My books are on there. Everything. My Everything is on my website. So go check it out. And subscribe to that too. So you can yes. keep in touch. Yes, 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 guys. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to 
Tiffany's page. Tiffany, I love you. Thank you again for your time. That is all that I have for this week for you guys, for this episode. This is just episode one, guys, of showing love. And look how amazing it was. Like, I'm over here like, okay, we got to have Tiffany back again for something else. So we, we're going to have her back another time because, again, she's so amazing. But I'm going to let you guys get to the rest of your day. Remember to walk in your light. Remember that what God has for you is for you. Remember that when you are walking in alignment with the people that you need to be walking in alignment with, it just helps things go and flow. So take all of those different nuggets that Tiffany was dropping and have a great week, guys. I'll see you next time. Bye. That's all for now on Good Morning Love. You can continue talking with me on Instagram at Arielle Chanel or on Facebook at Arielle Chanel Music. Let me know what you think. And until next time, remember, always wake up with love.